Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You're Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. The Sabres clinched last place. Yeah, baby, let's go. Hail the conquering heroes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, uh, I'm Jordan Hanskin, and uh, here we are again. Yep, here we are again. Fourth time in eight years. Sabres clinch last place with a loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins, an 8-4 to four loss to the Penguins. Got a little bit on tonight's game, including the decision by Don Granato to leave Michael Hauser in there. Uh, Bulldog had a good tweet, like he had an upset stomach. He's a goalie dad, so I can you can understand why with his homecoming game uh, in the NHL. So we'll go into the game a little bit more in detail, but a lot tonight on the Sabres finishing last place again um, in a little bit because Jordan hasn't been with us since Tom Wilson was not suspended, and then we had fight night at Madison Square Garden on Thursday, on Wednesday night. So we'll get a little into that too, I'm sure, at the back half. Plus, if there's time, John Vogel from The Athletic did a great piece on the arena, uh, KeyBank Center, and you know, like what needs to happen there and how bad a shape some parts of the arena are really in and how there's just, you know, we'll get into it. But the arena is a topic of conversation, I think, uh, because Vogel brought it up, and I think for good reason. So all that's coming. I thought it was funny, though. I'm like, okay, last place. Let me go back into Twitter. Let me go back into the archives. And if you, if you you could search your own tweets, you could search based on dates. So I looked up, what was the date the Sabres clinched last place in the tank season? And it was April 10th of 2015 when the Sabres lost to the Blue Jackets, the famous Cam Atkinson goal at the end that did it. And I'm like, okay, what was I tweeting on that night? Because Jordan, I don't think you were into it as much as I was, but you were pretty close. Just how invested everyone was in finishing last and like that season, it was the only race to the end. It was the only happiness we've had in the last 10 years was them finishing last place to, to embrace the tank. And on that night when they clinched it, 9.36 p.m., I tweeted, I'm near tears of joy right now. The Buffalo Sabres are going to win a Stanley Cup. Hashtag it's go time. <laughs> and you replied with, I'm holding back tears. So like. This one doesn't feel as sweet, I guess. Be, be careful what you wish for, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, they did they did what we thought was right. I still stand by it. I think it made a lot of sense. Um, but I think we were we didn't we underestimated perhaps how easily you could botch a rebuild. And, um, you know, one player doesn't make a hockey rebuild. We've seen that with plenty of teams. Um, and it's just, it's just very sad to think that these first five years going on six now, um, haven't been, haven't been good for, uh, for the Sabres, even with, uh, a sensational talent like Jack Eichel. Um, we've ended up picking first later on and we got another exceptional talent and it still isn't enough because of how mismanaged this team has been um and how poorly coached this team has been um 
in in these five years. Um, I don't think they could have picked worse management and worse coaching to to steer this ship back into open water. Um, it's just it's it's pretty terrible. It's it's it makes me sad. Um, but once again, with sadness in pro- American pro sports, you get hope. Um, and here we are again. Uh, high lottery odds. And we can only fall to three. We can only fall to three because of the changes yeah. that they made this season. Although this, you know, those other new lottery odds or changes that you can't win more than once in a five-year period, that does not start this season. So technically, I know we don't want we to be could back win, and we could win again. We could win next year too, even if they were to win this year. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, this might be early, but. If that those lottery rules did come into effect, I would, I would this year, I'd probably not want to win. Right? Oh no, I agree. This is not the draft you want to win it. That, God, that's going to be something to think about. Do we want to win this lottery? Well, <laughs> if there's no, if there's no like punishment for winning right? it, I want to win it. Yeah. No, that's right. No, like you're right. Like <laughs> I, I could foresee it now. There's going to be a draft in in year years to come where I'm going to sit here and say I don't want to win this lottery. It's not worth it. You know, if, if that rule was in place right now, I would tell you right now I don't want to win this lottery. I don't care if I pick one or three. I'm looking at a ranking right now that's got Owen Power, who is the most popular number one overall prospect for the draft. I'm looking at a ranking right now where he's ranked sixth. So <laughs> I should really tell you what this draft is. Like, you could go any which way with the top few picks. So I don't really care about the lottery. It is coming on June 2nd. I mean, I guess I'd rather have them win it than not, given the current rules, but still, it's not that big a deal to me. So last place again, not much on the line this time, not really a season where we wanted it to happen. Um, here we are again. They've got to dig themselves out of last place. Um, the Ducks were the team that they could have caught, but they uh, magic number was one. They, either the Sabres needed a point or the Ducks needed a point, and that was going to be it. Um Another thing from tonight's game, other than just what it means for the standings, Michael Hauser, it was his homecoming game. There was a lot made of it before the game that, you know, he's he's had two straight wins. It's a nice story. The Sabres have had very few nice stories all season. He has been one of them, guy that couldn't even make it the AHL as a regular American League goaltender, gets a crack in the NHL after floating around professional hockey for almost a decade, and his parents and every ball's family, him himself is from Pittsburgh, grew up a Penguins fan watching these very players that he went up against tonight in Malkin and Crosby and Latang. And like, it's just such a great story. And then he gets in there and he just gets lit up. I mean, th- just bad goals too. Like not all of them were Hauser's fault, but he looked like a minor league goaltender tonight. There were a ton of saves that an NHL goaltender makes. And that's not on him because he's not supposed to be an NHL goaltender. He's never been uh, an NHL goaltender in his professional career. But I wonder, like, Jordan, I don't know if you were wondering this as the score kept going up and up. It's like, okay, it's at five. It's at six. It's at seven. It's at eight. It got to eight with, like, six minutes to go. And then the Penguins almost scored again right after. And the only thought in my head was, what do you do if you're Don Granado? Because, one, do you pull the guy? and not let him finish his game in his hometown. It's probably going to be his last NHL game ever. Or do you let him, do you keep him in there? And like, oh, if it gets to 10, like, oh my God, it could even be worse. So what, what do you think you would have done in that situation? Uh, 
it's a tough I think one. you just gotta you just gotta play it as it as it goes. I mean, would you have had a breaking point? Would ten have been it? Eleven? Like at some point, I feel like you gotta pull them. Like if he just yeah, but this one was weird because it was like what was it? It was a five three game going into the third. So right, it's definitely. not like it was. It's not like it was out of hand. Um, it ended up being eight to four. Um, yeah. so yeah, he gave up, he gave up a lot of goals, but I don't it. It's different in a non blowout where you feel like this is just the way the game is. Like it's not like mm-hmm. Tristan Jari uh was locked in on the other side either. So right, no, he no, it's just uh, it's just uh, one of those games where you know I'm fine with sticking with him. I mean, let him let him enjoy it. I mean, he had two great starts. So yeah, um, two for three. Uh, great story. Um, happy for him. Mm. he's not like he's not gonna be a future no Same. no this this is it for him just like let let him get his games he'll he'll enjoy it i wonder who plays this final game on saturday afternoon against the penguins the regular season finale i doubt it's hauser again because i wonder Olmark is skating Olmark is back i think it sounds like he's ready to go i don't know what the point is though of putting him in there i i might want to bet on the other guy they've got back there stefanos lekas as being their goaltender against the, uh, yeah. the the penguins on saturday um again just kind of like you know what he's 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 on the team you know it's another opportunity to get a guy uh an experience he'll never forget and the sabers aren't getting anything out of this game olmark wouldn't get anything out of this game hauser's already had his his moment in the sun so let this stefano lekas echl goaltender it's probably never gonna make the league just let him get it let him get his nhl debut so that he can go around <clears throat> excuse me he can go around the rest of his life saying that uh, he played in the NHL. Um, I would just throw him out there, just see what happens. So I think that's pretty much it from tonight's game. I can go over the stats. Um, real quick before I go through the stats, I thought Casey Middle stat was super strong again tonight. I don't know if there's a game this season. You really can't say that. I mean, he's just been dynamite. The pass, the Thompson, the saucer through the middle of the ice, one of the best plays of the night. Asplund almost scores in the third period in a great pass from Middle stat. Middle stat does get an assist in this game. Uh, Drake Kajula gets two goals, his first two goals as a Buffalo Sabre. Uh, Jeff Skinner, a goal and an assist. His first power play goal, by the way, since the 2018-19 season. I mean, a lot of that is Kruger just never used Skinner on the power play. Uh, but crazy that that's his first power play goal in over two years. Uh, Tage Thompson with a goal and assist. He continues to play well under uh, Don Granado. Ristolainen and two assists. Colin Miller, an assist. Bryson was brutal tonight. A couple of bad giveaways. I mean, holy cow. Um, people were making jokes like I, uh, Kevin uh, NT Ryder on Twitter was like, you need to find this guy a nice apartment in Rochester because he was brutal tonight. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it from tonight's game on the Penguin side. Oh, the, the big stat of the night. Number one star, Jeff Carter, a four-goal game. I mean, he's not that good a player anymore, but hey, he can still finish. You can still shoot the puck at the very least. Um, so a good full four goal game for him tonight, um, which doubled up his total with the Penguins this season. And that's going to pretty much do it for tonight's game. We're going to take a timeout here. I'm going to talk a little bit about the arena when we come back with Jordan. And then also on fight night between the Capitals and the Rangers, the NHL department of player safety's handling of Tom Wilson. We'll get Jordan's take on that. And then I haven't got in yet on Pavel Buchnevich's suspension. He got a game. Uh, as well. And the Rangers, fine. We got to get into that too when we come back on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. 
Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in just minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's wealthfront.com, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. A word for Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. For these Sabre games, you could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. All right, let's get into the arena a little bit here. Maybe this is a topic that we'll expand on in the offseason. We're we're this is this is the last week of us being in regular season mode. It's offseason time. I'm actually happy for that, by the way. Like we could talk about the expansion draft and what Reinhardt's future is. I don't want to talk about Eichel as a trade candidate, but I'm sure we're gonna do plenty of that. So we got a lot of that coming. Um 
Let's start, though, with John Vogel's piece from The Athletic on the arena, KeyBank Center, and just, you know, a lot of the issues. Because the the Sabres in the last week or so kind of put out a survey to fans, questions to fans, like, all right, what do you want more from us other than just on the ice? You know, like, suggestions as to what we could do better. And Vogel, that kind of led him to write the story about the arena. And, like, you, you've heard about the dirty seats for years. And he's got a picture in there that's just, like, you can't believe that this is a professional uh, an NHL arena with the seats there. Um, I mean, just so bad. They, those need to be replaced. The the concourse, the hallways, um, no having no theme and whatnot. Like, what did you make of Vogel's piece? Because I don't, th- I think he made a ton of great points. Um, I'm not counting on the Pagulas to put a ton of money into that arena, but it's they. It almost feels like a minor league facility in terms of the. You know, not not the not the size of it, but the, the the all the other stuff. It almost feels minor league to me. You know. Yeah, I, um, I thought it was good. I thought the the criticism was also fair. Um, like he also, I thought the the thing that he did well was he talked a lot about the potential that the arena had. Um, I think that he 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 was spoke pretty glowingly about that like alumni plaza and like just the, the spot where it is um, mm-hmm. considering like the growth of canal side and all that stuff. Um, but he also talked about the alumni plaza. He talked about the atrium, which is like a great idea where all the fans, like when the Sabres are good, like that's a place to be. Like there's a lot, it's a lot of fun to be in the big crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, the arena has problems. I know personally I'm, I'm a big guy. Um, the seats are so small mm-hmm. like in there. If it's I, think like he, packed, I think he mentioned that. I think he mentioned you're that. Like, your arm is like on top of somebody else's arm. Right. And it's ridiculous. Like you, you don't want to sit on the ends because you're like, you feel bad because you're like, I feel bad because like I'm like mm-hmm. elbowing like nope. a stranger like the entire time. And I don't like, I don't mean to. Um, mm-hmm. I, I bet uh, like a lot of fans can relate to that. Um, especially yeah. if they happen to be like six feet tall, like, like me, like it's, it's not, it's not an easy, it's not an easy, uh, two and a half hours in that regard. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like, I think that they need to like make, make bigger seats, like really like gut that, that part of the, of the arena. And I think that they've done decent jobs. Like they've added like the, the cool, like, um, like mm-hmm. micro brew parts. Didn't they, they have like a Southern yeah. tier spot. Like they, they have like cool thing. spots, like because like during intermission, that's where I'd want to be. Like I don't want to be sitting in my chair, right? Yeah, that's listening to that stuff. There are there are some of there's some of that, and I like that. You know, they've kind of added to that, and they've tried to test that out. I would like to see more of it. Like Vogel mentions a standing room only, or just like a bigger, larger yeah. uh, fan engagement center, like that you can go to, like a, a, during intermission. Because again, you've kind of got these like little pop up places: the Southern Tier one, the Odd Club. Um, there's that Labatt uh, bar place, but it's kind of enclosed, you know, and like they get packed. Like yeah, everybody big like, enough to support all the people that want to be there. Right, like let's see, like some big spacious place where everybody can go, can go hang out. Like if you've got a buddy that's sitting in a different section, like where are you meeting up during intermission? You don't have a ton of options for that right now, so that's a good, a good thing that they, I think they should add at some point. But you know, it, the, the the colors in the in the concourse, <laughs> like the green paint on the floor, yeah, that's um, tough. 
I mean, just the, the, the big pictures of Danny Gare, Rene Robert, and uh, Gilbert Perrault with <laughs> the little cards next to it. Um, I, I think the interactive idea is cool. Like, Halls of Fames are doing that now, where, like, you have these big, giant, like, touchscreens. I mean, I guess that's not great for COVID right now. But eventually, like, these big, giant touchscreens where, like, you can cycle through. And, like, if you're if you're my age, 25, and you never saw Gilbert Perrault play, you never saw Danny Gare, Rene Robert play, you could like you could just move, you could cycle around on it. You could click somebody, and then you got all their highlights right there to you. You know, like that would be cool. Um, not that I personally would use that all the time, but I'm sure a lot of younger fans would. So they need to make the history do. more front and center. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they need to they need to expose younger fans. Like I I think like the coolest thing coolest memories that I had as like a kid. Is like my my dad would like point out like oh that was Gilbert Pro that that was that guy and they'd do that I'm sure you have similar stories oh, like yeah. it's just like you you learn about the team and you fall in love with them based on stories as a, yeah. like a kid and then you then you develop your own fanhood and you develop your own personal heroes and I think the Sabers like they don't that like Hall of Fame thing they have is like hidden you have to like seek it out and it's outside um, of like where you get into the game. Right. It's just like you, you, it should be like basically woven into the, mm. um, that's how I, that's how I would do it. Um, I also think, I don't know if he talked about like Saber store and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Confined in there too, especially yeah. on like game days, like just it's, like expand it or like, I don't know, make, <laughs> make more walking area. Like a lot of it, I just feel like, all my memories of Sabres games, like going to them, I haven't been to one in a long time or what is it like? Gotta be like a year over a year now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, I just always feel like claustrophobic. Yeah. In there. Like I always feel like I'm in like a tight confined space, especially the 300 level. (laughs) Like, and even in the concourse, it feels like you're stuffed in like some, you're in a submarine (laughs) or something. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of that for sure. Um, and I know the seat point is a really good one. I didn't think of that. I do think Vogel wrote about that, but I'm not a big guy. And even I feel kind of cramped in those seats. Um, like it, you're right. It's hard to not be rubbing elbows with a total stranger that you're sitting next to. Um, so like you didn't sell it out anyway. <laughs> <That's how> they, <laughs> know. When they replace the seats, let's give a little bit more room there. Um, Cause you're not selling 19,000 tickets for a lot of these games now. Anyway, they will and, once they get good yeah. again, but. Who knows when that'll be? Last thing, too, I think they need to revamp the in-arena experience, like, mm. completely. Like, I, I think, like, and I'm not even talking just on, like, mm. uh, well, I. it's, like, the even the goal song, which everybody, like, liked, like, it just, you liked it, at the it, beginning. It, it epitomizes losing to me now. Like, we yeah. we stink with that goal song. And it's just like, I just want to get it. Like, I want to get that out of here. I want to, I don't know. Like we, they do like, I know that like you can't get rid of all like the silly like stuff, but they got to make it, they got to make it more fun. Like, I think (laughs) it's just like people, like people tell you like, you can't, I feel like I can't stand up during games and stuff just because of, I think it just comes with the losing. Like people just go to the Sabres game and they don't, like want to be third. It's not like a rocking place because they stink, but mm-hmm. it, they they need to find a way to amp that place up. Whether it be like uh, I don't know, like like a gritty or something. <laughs> like yeah, you gotta get something going. Like you gotta you gotta change some everything about it. Like 
Yeah. No, I, I, I can't really, I can't really formulate the thoughts on it because it's just like really the simple answer is everything needs to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want you- another, like the songs I, I would bring back the songs from uh, like the two thousands. Yeah. I don't I remember gonna- what they were. I all I remember was "Welcome Home" by Coheed and Cambria was the penalty, like when when the yes. op- opponent got a penalty, and I was like, "That was that was bumping." I love that. Yeah, so I feel like bring those feel back. Like you need to do what Bandits games do, like not in the game, like they play music and stuff during the game. But I feel yeah. like they get, they get more, way more into it, like in the in the off uh, <laughs> out of game stuff. Um, you talking about in arena like experiences too got me thinking of a really funny tweet I read yesterday. Matt Bovey re, uh, quote tweeted the Sabres executive quote: "How can we connect with fans on something deeper than wins and losses?" Matt Bovey said, "When a fan gets picked to play a game during the TV timeout, they should always win something." And Dan D I N S I N N A on Twitter tweeted at Matt: "Do you remember when Kyle Poso named more Disney princesses than a little girl, and they told her she lost and put the camera on her face?" <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. I don't, I don't need them to win all the time, but yeah, like let's give the little girl a prize. I'm stunned that they don't like win mm-hmm. something because I went to a Bills game and I was picked to be like the the person they tell they told me. Like this, like the Bills, with in the heyday of being mediocre and awful, still let people win. They told me answer B because it's a question you couldn't know. It was like, what is Kyle Williams's favorite McDonald's meal? And it's like, (laughs) and it's like they're like say B, and I was like, okay, (laughs) and I said B, (laughs) and like they're like, yeah, you win McDonald's. That's BS. I don't like that. You could give well, them the prize, but you still want to. Admit- it's a little kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. Asking her, they're asking her like Disney princesses against Kyloch Boso. It's not supposed to be a. It's not like we're playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing Jeopardy. There's not this higher standard of game mm-hmm. show that we're playing here. It's like, let's have a little kid win something. Yeah. And the um, Sabres are like, nope, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for playing. <laughs> um, all right. I, I do like this conversation, but we'll move on from it because I do want to get some Tom Wilson stuff here. Uh, and before I do that, we are recording on uh, late Thursday night, and the Oilers and Canucks are playing right now. If you've not been tracking Connor McDavid's 100-point chase, which is just bad, it's just crazy that this guy is going to get, I think, to 100 points in 56 games. He came into tonight with 93 points in 51 games. He needed seven points in his final five games. He has got two assists in the first period of this game against the Vancouver Canucks. So he is down to five that he needs for the 100-point chase. So that'll be something we talk about coming up. Me and Jordan are going to talk plenty of playoffs uh, as the weeks progress and as the Sabre season ends. And then we've got some time between the expansion draft and such. We'll talk more about the Oilers and the rest of the teams that are going to be in the playoffs, um, including the Washington Capitals, by the way. Not the New York Rangers, but they are the, the the story of the league in the last week. Did you watch that game? Like, was that must see TV for you? The the Capitals and Rangers game, or were you just keeping track of it on social media? Oh, I I watched the fight on social media. Um, I I expected something was going to happen. The fact that like the news was like, like even like ESPN was like ready for it. I know they're the new rights holder, but like they were like. 
they're amped up for Capitals Rangers. You could just you knew the Rangers were gonna have to respond because they didn't they didn't really respond all that well in the first game. So um you knew that they were gonna answer the bell. Uh I thought it was a kind of a lame fight. To be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were six of them, but I I agree. Like in all in totality, they all seemed they all felt staged to me. You know, in some way, yeah. they all kind of felt staged. Like, okay, well, I've got to fight because this is what we're doing tonight. You know, like we've got to show the world that uh, that we don't get pushed around by the big bad <laughs> Washington Capitals. Um, Brennan Smith challenging Tom Wilson that was expected, uh, but I didn't need the rest of it. The the big really outside of the fighting. Pavel Buchnevich with the cross check to the, to the face of Anthony Mantha lands him a one game suspension on the same day. The Rangers get fined $250,000 by the NHL and Gary Bettman pretty much denouncing what they did in their public statement to the, to the, to the NHL's um, not suspending Tom Wilson on Tuesday night, which I loved. I loved the statement. I thought it was awesome. Even though it probably came from James Dolan, given that we learned after that the GM, Jeff Gorton, and the president, John Davidson, immediately started distancing, distancing themselves from that statement, and then they got fired less than 24 hours later. So <laughs> there's chaos going on in the Rangers right now. I think You didn't all, think that. Did you think, you didn't think that statement was a bit of overkill? I don't think so. I, this I don't senseless think so. act of violence. Some of the okay, yeah, some of the wording maybe. <laughs> some of the wording maybe was overkill, but I the, the part I most appreciated was it was naming names. Like you messed up here, yeah. George Peros. Like we're 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 calling you out because you're the one that screwed this. And that I appreciated. You're right. And like, you know, the senseless act of violence definitely <laughs> was a little too much, maybe. Um, what did you think of all of it? I mean, the Rangers firing their GM and and president. Uh, the NHL fining them for the statement. Pavel Buchnevich getting suspended a game for a cross check after Wilson doesn't. Um, what are your thoughts on like the whole thing right now? Well, I thought Wilson should have been suspended. Um, and I think the the problem for Peros was that, well, this isn't as bad as stuff he's gotten less for, for in the past. You right. know, like, and it's like, well, I guess I got to do like less than what because mm-hmm. this isn't as bad as that he had over the ice um in the preseason mm-hmm. and stuff like it's just like he was in a tough spot i don't envy his job i think his job kind of stinks um like you're you're just doling out punishments i also find it hard to believe that this is just a one-man decision and if it is the nhl is like that's how they decide suspensions just george peros looks at a videotape I I mean he heads it. I'm sure he has a team of people that look okay, at it. Yeah, um, but it, like it, uh, it, of course it falls on the leader. Um, yeah, but I yeah, like, I, I don't know. I I'm I don't like defending Tom Wilson, and I don't want to be because that guy. Because I I wasn't on Tuesday. I thought he was going to get suspended. Um, but it's just like you know, it, if that's what this they feel the suspensions are like, that's the punishment they do a lot like i just think the the rangers were right to get fined i mean that's just how it is like you you can complain but if you complain about refereeing or player safety or the league like they're gonna fine you for it like you guys gotta accept the punishment i was surprised with the firings of the gms 
Mm-hmm. That's that's a weird one. That's, that was weird. That is that that's is all... Dolan. That's Dolan to a Dolan. Team. Right. Like it, oh, you're, they, they disagreed with me. They're out. You're out. Right. A guy who's yeah. like one of the most respected uh, uh, front office guys in hockey and John Davidson. Um, now, I think they're trying to play it off as, well, well we were going to fire them anyway because <laughs> we've been bad this season and we're, we don't, the rebuild's not going as fast as we would have liked. If that were the case, you would have waited six days to fire them after your season's over. <laughs> like, what's yeah, another and I, week? And to be honest, it's it's once again – James Dolan with these like yeah. lofty expectations. Like I thought they did it like about as good as you would expect for a team where their entire core is 18 year olds. Yeah. Like besides Artemi Panarin, right? It's one like, guy. That's not their goalie, their defense and their, some of their top key forwards are all incredibly young. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I don't know how they expected in this division to be better than the Islanders, Penguins, Bruins, and Capitals. Right. I don't know how they. I don't know how they thought that they would be any better than what they are. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the firings were crazy. Um, Tom Wilson not getting suspended was crazy. Mm-hmm. But based on like the history of their, the problem is that they've dealt themselves in this. They put themselves in this hole where he has to do something like horrific, like even more horrific than what he did to get suspended now because they've they've set the precedent that you don't get suspended unless you literally try to off somebody's head. Right. Um, did you see our buddy Z on Twitter say that he hopes the Rangers pay their fine in pennies? That would, that would <laughs> that, I saw you doing a lot of math. There's a lot of, there's a lot of arithmetic going on. Me, me cal- and calculating how many yeah. dump trucks it would take. I will see. I all I, the only math I did at the beginning was well, it's just dump truck full of twenty five million pennies, um, and then someone replied to me, uh, Michael Anderson on Twitter. He <laughs> must have did the math, looked up how much pennies weigh, and then and then multiplied it by twenty five million. He said twenty five million pennies would weigh just under sixty nine tons. So then, yes, I did take that a step further, and I looked up how much a dump truck can can tow, and the answer was fourteen tons. <laughs> So yeah, you would need five dump trucks to be able to 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 pay the NHL in pennies, um, which to me would be the greatest thing of all time. They probably get fined just for doing that. I don't know. Can you get fined for that legally? I think the government would have to acknowledge that you paid it. It's not like the NHL could sue you for paying in pennies, could they? I don't know how that all, works. <laughs> all I know is that we just came up with an elite fifth grade math word problem. We did. We should be so one, one of us should be a teacher. The NHL finds the Rangers two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yes, the Rangers want to pay this fine in pennies out of spite. Yeah, it's almost like one of us should be a teacher. I know it's, the, the sadistic mind of, of a teacher yes. making making a word problem out of out of NHL player safety controversy. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Well, if, I'm, I think the story is about uh, at its limit. Um, if anything else comes of it, I'm sure we'll cover it here on the podcast. I'm going to do a locker room tomorrow, Friday night. Uh, so for fans that want to do a, ma- a live mailbag version of the show, we'll talk a little bit about Don Granado's future. I've, I've kind of laid my foot off the gas a little bit and making him the head coach. I still would want him to become the head coach, but I'm not like it's got to happen like I was two weeks ago. Um, and I think really that's just kind of as time goes on and you realize like they're not the best team in the world under him. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm, and out. Then I'm out on Don. You're out on Don completely? They gave up eight today. 
Oh my god, one game with an ECHL <laughs> goaltender. We'll we'll have to we'll talk more about the coaching because that's the thing too. I mentioned Reinhardt and the expansion draft and Eichel, but they there is going to be a coach search, I imagine. So we'll, there'll be candidates for one us to would talk hope. about. Yeah, I hope at least uh, for content reasons for us, especially Um, now just a heads up for everybody out there in season. We do five shows a week off season. We do three shows a week. So I'm 99% sure I'm going to double check this uh, with the guys upstairs, but I'm pretty sure that next week we're going to start with our with our three shows a week, given that the Sabre season will end, even though the NHL season is not over. So we'll transition into off season stuff and the NHL playoffs. So. Stick with us through the off season. We appreciate everybody listening. If this is where you're leaving us uh, and you're going to come back for next season, I know that we, we do have listeners like that. We see a little bit of a drop and that's natural. So no hard feelings, um, but we'll try to keep you entertained throughout the summer um, for the Buffalo Sabres and uh, looking to hopefully greener pastures next season. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at sneaky Joe sports. Jordan is at JR Hanskin. And the podcast account is at Locked On Sabres. This has been the Locked On Sabres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.